You're tuning in to the Raised by Rentals program. This podcast will contain strong language and spoilers for decades-old media properties. everybody this is the podcast where we examine pop culture franchises of the vhs era and improv new stories because when we get in your dome we make it our home to imagine how we might improve our favorite movies tv and games i'm josh i'm mike <laughs> and we were raised by rentals <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't help but i that caught me off guard <laughs> i know i couldn't keep a straight face either <laughs> oh shit Mike, it's time for the big summer blockbuster action flick. And so, we, of course, we have to return to the Arnieverse. Let's not bury the lead. Indeed. Arnieverse. So last episode, thanks everyone who checked out our return to Slasher Camp. That was a hell of a lot of fun. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> trying to come up with some reason for Ernest P. Worrell to visit Jason <laughs> and Freddy at Camp Crystal Lake. <laughs> I'm still happy with uh with all the dead ghost faces. I know, right? I got, I got to pat myself in the back. It was such a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> I love that. Sometimes I get jealous because you're always like, oh, I got this great idea. Like when we did the short circuit episode yep. uh, with Dawn and you were just like, okay, everyone just step aside. I got the whole fucking thing. <laughs> <Got it. laughs> yep. And I'm just struggling to be like, what if we did this? You know, and like trying to throw something in there. So when I have a good idea, I'm just like, oh, I got one. Yep. We got one. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so we had to do our summer horror special, Return to Camp Crystal Lake. Now we're going to do our summer blockbuster, the big movie that puts the butts in the seats and makes all the money for the big companies. Of course, it's kind of ironic, the timing with the writers and actors strike going on right now. So the only movies that we're going to check out are the fictional ones that we just improv right now. Absolutely. And who better to put butts in seats than old Arnie? Old Arnie, Arnold Schwarzenegger. So for anyone who's listening to this, wondering what the hell we're rambling about, if you aren't aware, if you haven't listened to the back catalog, first of all, shame on you. But shame, <laughs> shame. <laughs> we have several, several episodes in the back catalog where for some reason we've become obsessed with Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> <laughs> and it keeps popping up and everything. Uh, you know, it goes all the way back to, I think it was our fifth episode where we did a predator three. If it happened in the nineties, mm-hmm. it was sort of a predator big game takeoff. And then we had this cool little stinger we threw in just at, for fun at the end where like Dutch shows up and we thought, Oh, that'd be kind of fun. Like bring him back. But just at the very end, you know, don't, he doesn't need to be a main character. Um, mm-hmm. Which, you know, I think you and I both kind of hoped that was was going to happen at the end of Predator 2, right? Am I the only oh, one? Oh, hell yeah, I hoped that was going to be true. Yeah, especially when, like, the other aliens, uh, the other Predators, the other Yautja, you know, came. And when Danny Glover trades guns with, you know, the, the older alien, they kind of gain each other's respect. And then the ship takes off. I, I always, even as a kid, was waiting for Dutch to, like, walk out of the dust and be like, you know, we need to talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? right? <laughs> So we just kind of did our own thing. And then not too much later, it was, I believe, our 11th episode, we decided that we were going to do like a mashup because really a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger's characters in action flicks, they they do tend to be kind of similar. Oh, absolutely. And so, you know, we were like, yeah, let's take John Matrix from Commando and 
the Terminator and like mash him up and we'll do, you know, a sort of a matrix versus the Terminator. It'll be this fun thing where it's like they're looking in a mirror and like, what's going on? Like, why do they look so similar? But also just an excuse to have another cool Terminator movie. Mm -hmm. And that was a hell of a lot of fun. And I don't think that we were planning it at the time, but we just kept putting these like hooks in of like, oh, well, what if we did this? And what if we did that? <laughs> and before you knew it, it was like, wait a second, there's like something here. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it was the same thing with Slasher Camp. It's like we, we set out to just do like this silly little like mashup of what if uh, Freddie and Jason was a buddy comedy instead of, you know, trying to kill each other. And then we somehow did the whole Slasher Camp universe where we were bringing in like you know, the League of Extraordinary Final Girls and like, you know, Michael Myers. And we just kept bringing in characters at the at the end there with the Arnieverse. It was like we got to the end of the Commando Terminator episode and decided that we were going to have um, was it Kirby, Lieutenant Kirby from uh, Commando be like, hey, I have some someone for you to meet. And he meets, you know, Dutch. And then it's like we have a lot of explaining to do. So basically, like we set it up where there was going to be some other kind of connection because we were trying to figure out why would Skynet make the Terminator look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, look like, you know, John Matrix. So we, but you came up with the idea of like, wait a second, there was that genetic research uh, team in twins. Like there was this whole <laughs> government program. Right. And then we were like, holy shit, of course Skynet would fucking know about that if they have mm -hmm. access to the government database and they're going to look like who was the best soldier if they were trying to create the perfect specimen of a man with the twins program, what if they were trying to perfect the perfect soldier? And then when they failed with people, they, you know, Skynet was like, fuck it, we'll do robots, but you know, <laughs> take, take that there Julius DNA and stick it in here, you know? So we kind of, we kind of like jokingly thought about that. And then afterward we were like, we could connect all the Arnie movies and that kind of like that, that hubris <laughs> that we could do this. Yeah. That's kinda, the right word. Kickstarted it. <laughs> oh yeah. It's yeah. Hubris. That, that's exactly the right word of like, Oh, this will be fun and easy. Yeah. And I remember we had a text message conversation after the episode where we were like, Oh my God, like what Pandora's box did we just fucking open, man? We could do, you know, total recall and running man and uh, yeah. you know, all this stuff. And like, we got to, and then it was like, okay, okay, slow it down, slow it down. Like, what can we do? Like, we have to build something, right? We could right. very organically just do mashups like we did with Commando and Terminator and just, like, smash the action figures together. But what if we kind of were going somewhere? And I think the Twins thing was very much the key, which yeah. is weird because at that time I hadn't seen Twins, I think, since it came out. <laughs> <laughs> right, I <laughs> Up until uh, recently, I have not seen that movie since the 80s. Yeah, I, I, th I don't think it came out. It came out in eight, 1988. I might have seen it on, you know, Showtime or HBO or one of those, but definitely not since the 90s. Definitely a 30-year gap. But somehow I was like, yeah, man, there was some kind of crazy conspiracy with, like, making a perfect baby thing. And I don't even know where it came from. And it was it's just so funny to, like, build this whole, like, multi- episode universe idea around something that i vaguely remembered from like a 30 year old movie <laughs> yep and and like when you brought it up i didn't even remember like the details i was just like oh yeah wasn't it there, there was some kind of experiment like that's all i knew i didn't know it was like yeah. a government research thing nothing um but yeah like i i'm the last time i watched that i was literally living in my house on 22nd street in niagara falls so it was before 1991 because yeah. we we moved in january of 91 <laughs> 
it's, and what's even weirder is we decided to do another Arnie verse, but again, trying to be, trying to slow down, take a step back and say, okay, like what else can we put together just to kind of put some pieces on the board, right? Like, mm-hmm. like let's not like blow our load really fast and do some big like League of Extraordinary Arnold Schwarzenegger or something <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> I mean, like we're kind of getting there, but like, we're like, okay, wait, let's slow down. Let's just pick two other movies. And for some reason, Conan and The Last Action Hero seemed like a good fit because at least in my mind, I didn't know how Conan otherwise was going to make any sense right, in a right. shared universe. Like you can make future stories like Total Recall and Running Man fit and anything in the modern days kind of up for grabs because, you know, who knows what aliases people decide to use, you know, when they go undercover or whatever. Mm-hmm. But how, how do you fit, you know, a fictional ancient barbarian and putting it together with the last action hero that plays with that uh, that division of between the reality and the fictional world. Like, yeah, it made perfect sense. And then again, we were like, yeah, there's this whole twins thing. And I still hadn't gone back and watched twins again to have any idea what we were talking about. <laughs> we just kept rolling with it. Like, yeah, sure. It's perfect. Like, like I really hope I remember it correctly from decades ago. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We just kept running with it. Oh, man. And then we kept talking about getting back to it. But then we did some other episodes. You know, we did our our big like alien predator crossover and we went back and tied in that predator three. What if story that we did that, of course, had Dutch show up. And so we had to have like we had to have like a Dutch connection in the predator alien series that we came up with. And it was just just kind of an Easter egg, but it's also it's kind of sucking everything into the black hole of this Arniverse <laughs> idea, you know, the tractor all, beam. <laughs> all roads lead to Arnold. <laughs> exactly. And, and then like the more you think about it, the more you're like, fuck, man. Like I don't want to give it all away, but we can make like the Contra video games fit. Like we can do all right. kinds of shit, you know. <laughs> um. And then, of course, we did the episode we already mentioned once where we did a short circuit episode and it was a short circuit. Like, what if Johnny Five was still alive in like the Skynet future? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Which really just came out of like Johnny Five and Wally are such similar characters. Like, what if we just did Wally, but it was really Johnny Five, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, you know, we ended up tying that back to like that whole thing, like, you know, trying to send the Terminator back in time was actually what created the short circuit. (laughs) It's the whole fucking snake eating itself. (laughs) Yeah. And it just kept getting bigger and bigger. So we knew we had to return to the Arniverse soon. And all of this preamble has just been us building up to the fact that we decided to, again, kind of put some pieces on the board, pick a couple of movies. But this time I did watch twins. Finally. (laughs) Thank God it actually fits and i do remember it pretty well and i was really happy that we didn't just fuck this whole thing up by misremembering <laughs> a movie um but then we decided okay let's do something similar to the commando terminator mashup which is take two characters that are kind of similar kind of like looking in a mirror and mm-hmm. put it together and see what happens and so the obvious ones that are famous in schwarzenegger's heyday career we'll call it right at the late 80s and early 90s at least in my mind, are John Kimball from Kindergarten Cop and Harry Tasker from True Lies. Yep. So here we are. So we had to watch these three movies, True Lies, which I don't remember liking when I first oh, came out in the 90s. And I think I, I mentioned that when we had Sam on last time. Mm-hmm. 
and I think I figured out why. I watched it again this time, and I really liked it. Like, I really liked it. Yeah. And it was kind of like the last action hero. Like, the first time I saw it, I thought, nah, it's okay. But then when I saw it re- more recently, I realized, like, the genius of it. It's like, I got it, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I felt the same way about True Lies. And I also think that not only did I get the joke this time as an older, you know, more experienced person and not some dumb kid, but I also mm-hmm. think I realized why i didn't like it the first time and i think it's because harry tasker is a dick (laughs) oh yeah no he totally is (laughs) and as a kid as a teenager like you see john matrix you see john kimball and it's kind of a spectrum of everywhere from like the sweet teddy bear to the like roided out revenge machine you know and and, and and both of those characters are really appealing because he's either like your dad who's going to come rescue you or he's this like vengeful spirit who will rain down fucking hellfire on anyone who fucks <laughs> with your family. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but then you can see Harry Tasker and he's just a selfish asshole. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I get it now. Like, it's a fun movie. And I think he has a redemption arc that works. But as a kid, I was just like, come on, Jamie Lee Curtis, you can do better than this prick. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know, the funny thing is, like, I remember watching that for the first time and I, I, I caught it uh, kind of halfway through the movie. Like, I had no clue what was going on um, where I caught it was where uh, Tom Arnold and Arnold Schwarzenegger have kidnapped Jamie Lee Curtis. So I was like, I had no clue what was happening. Um, so I just kind of wrote it off. It's like, oh, I don't really care. And then eventually I sat down and watched it from the beginning. Like, I remember, you know, it was it was on HBO at this point that I was seeing it. And I remember watching it like one lonely Saturday afternoon, just like, ah, there's nothing on. Oh, True Lies is starting. All right, let's try this. I fucking loved it. Like from start to finish, I I fell in love with this movie. The, there was something about the the comedy in it, like the 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 stupidity of some of the characters. Like <laughs> I just I loved it, hook, line, and sinker. And it, it it of course helped that at the time I had a huge crush on Jamie Lee, and there was that whole dance. Um, so that <laughs> yeah. that was that was a, a you know. However old I was at the time, teenage Mike was like, hello. A little um, awakening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I, I fucking love this movie. And I remember, I couldn't remember exactly what happened to the main villain. But I remember thinking, okay, whatever happened to this guy, I, I thought was hilarious. And I, I was like, does he get blown up? Something happens. I forgot he gets fired on a missile and I yeah. lost my shit. <laughs> I was like, that's why I remembered liking it so much. Yes. It's fucking hilarious. Exactly. And that's all the stuff that I loved the most watching it this time. The stuff that I liked was how fucking crazy over the top all the action was. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like stealing a police horse and riding it up an elevator onto, like, the roof of a building to, like, chase a guy <laughs> who's running away from you on a motorcycle. Like, what the fuck? I like yeah. how he tries to take the horse across the buildings, too. Yeah. And the horse was just like, nah, bro. <laughs> the final fight is on a fucking Harrier jet. Like, it's just. It's, it's wild. insane. Yeah, it's so over the top. Like we were joking before that John Matrix was really over the top in Commando because he picks up a fucking phone booth and <laughs> throws it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and you're like, how strong is this motherfucker? Like he's not supposed to be a superhero. <laughs> like I know he's got you know guns bigger than my head, but damn, you know. <laughs> right. He threw a phone booth with a man in it. Yeah. <laughs> With his bad arm, you know. Right, exactly. <laughs> but then Harry Tasker is just doing everything absolutely perfectly. Like he's like a video game character, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and but again i like that and i love jamie lee curtis i love her character helen i love the fact that even though she was the sort of like mousy like you know character you know who wore her shirts buttoned up to the top with pearls and sort of prim and proper but man like she wanted some action you know she had mm-hmm. like a fire in her and even that scene you mentioned where they kidnap her and they're sort of pretending to investigate or interrogate her and she is just like fuck y'all and starts smashing the two-way mirror with a chair <laughs> yeah like, it's like i forgot all about that like she's bad ass mm-hmm. uh and i love her transformation so yeah i was like you know what despite the fact that harry tasker doesn't deserve her <laughs> I-, I still really like that movie and i liked it way better than i did when i was a kid um but the movie that I loved as a kid now and like the 150 times I've seen it between when it came out and now, and I'm pretty sure I probably saw it in the theater, is Kindergarten Cop. Like, oh, I fucking love that movie. <sighs> and, you know, movie. I was worried it wouldn't hold up, dude, because I haven't seen it in years. I, I'm glad to say I still love that movie. <laughs> it's so good. It's such a perfect balance in my mind of the type of action that you want to see in a Schwarzenegger movie, not over the top, but just good like police chase type of action. Right. With this really believable sort of heartfelt message, you know, mm-hmm. and it never felt corny. It never felt like I was going to just cringe and groan like, Oh God, how sappy and cheesy and, saccharin can you get like oh he's gonna fall in love with all the kindergarten kids and want to be a teacher like gag me because that's what should have happened yeah but somehow it works i don't know how it works but it does it it really did and and it's it is that that thing where it's like it's kind of cute and wholesome but at the same time like it is an arnie movie and there is plenty of action like at the very fucking end, like you got people getting hit by cars, people getting shot, people like there's a lot of stuff happening. And it's it's really I don't know, it's it is well balanced. I guess that's the best word for it is balance. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. but like the the jokes still hold up and like some of the stuff still cracks me the fuck up. Like when he first screams shut up at all the kindergartners and they start crying, then he panics. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. you know, being an adult and having done that thing where you reach the end of your rope and you're like, okay, enough. And then the kid starts crying and you're like, oh, fuck, I fucked up. Like that was so relatable and I couldn't stop laughing because I'm like, Jesus Christ, I've done that. Like, I know. And it's endlessly quotable from the like, it's not a tumor, you know, right. to the like, you know, but boys have a penis, girls have a vagina, you know? Oh, Miko Hughes. You know, when I when I met him at Nickel City, I was very tempted to ask him to say it. But I'm like, don't don't do it. Don't do it. Don't be that guy. Oh, man. It's such a great movie, right? The ba- It's the balance that really does it. It's the same kind of balance I think you get out of any really good action comedy, like mm-hmm. a diehard or really a lot of like Jim Carrey's early movies. Like they really yeah. balance the action with the comedy. Somehow Kindergarten Cop added in that wholesome family element. And it was just like beautiful. You know what it was? It was like Home Alone. Home Alone is an action movie to a certain degree too. And it balances that comedy with the wholesome family message. Except, you know, it, you believe it when it's a little kid like Macaulay Culkin, the cute little cherub. But mm-hmm. you also believe it when it's this like hulking monster. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it works so well and then i watched twins again recently and i know you did too and damn that's a good ass movie too i yeah. did not remember it being so good 
Well, and that's the movie that proved Arnie has comedy chaps. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there was a lot. And in fact, I'm sure you read some of the trivia about it. But like there was that whole thing where uh, due to budget constraints, both um, Danny DeVito, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Ivan Reitman, they all took uh, basically pay cuts to mm-hmm. make the movie with the deal that they would get a percentage of the box office. Well, it was a huge hit. Mm-hmm. So they ended up making more, but like Arnie made more money off of twins than he did off the whole Terminator franchise. Yeah, that's crazy. And I, and I mentioned too, I think in one of our previous episodes that when I watched that Arnold three-part documentary on, I think it's on Amazon prime. I can never remember, mm-hmm. but he had mentioned in the documentary that the character of Julius from twins was the character he had played in his career. That was the most, how he sees himself in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, that's really interesting. I watched the documentary and then I was going to watch twins anyway. So I coincidentally ended up watching it directly afterwards. So I had that in my head the whole time and I could totally see it, you know? Oh yeah. He's just sort of like innocent, like, you know, big dumb oaf who's really just trying his best, but he's just like loving life, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I totally get it. It's such a well done movie. I did not remember it being that good. Maybe when I saw it, when I was like eight, I probably didn't understand all the adult humor and, you know, the, the mafia organized crime subplot. And, yep. you know, maybe, maybe I just didn't get it. And I was just waiting for them to make with the yucks because even back then I, I don't know how I would have known who Danny DeVito is, but I remember, you know, thinking he was a funny guy. And oh, I was yeah. like, man, he's like kind of a jerk at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, no, he's he, Danny DeVito definitely plays the asshole really well. Um, mm-hmm. But he's kind of he's always kind of the lovable asshole, even when he's playing an <laughs> asshole, because like the whole time I was like, yeah, you're a dick, but I kind of like you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so. That movie, it not only did it, does it hold up, but I think it still plays. Like, you could make that movie today, and it would work mm-hmm. very, with very little change. You know, just a little right. bit to, you know, the technology. Um, but I also didn't realize that the cast was so good. Like, I did not realize that was Kelly Preston. Like, didn't even look like her. I thought, like, damn. And fucking David Caruso in, like, a really <laughs> early career. Not exactly a cameo, but he's in, like, a couple of scenes. Uh, fucking Heather Graham has a cameo. It's like... I think she did that right after she did License to Drive. So she had two, like, barely speaking parts. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I completely forgot Heather Graham was in that at all. Like, I was yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I would have had no idea who she was when the movie first came out. I don't think I would have seen License to Drive or what I would have remembered, you know, the random uh, MacGuffin teenage girl <laughs> from that movie. Because she doesn't have any purpose other than, like, she's the girl they want to date, you know? Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Um, but then of course, fucking Marshall Bell, God damn. I love that guy. Like mm-hmm. he's not in a lot of movies, but you know, I fucking love nightmare on Elm street part two. You know, I love me stand some, by f- me. there you go. I love me some stand by me. It's one of my top t- five all time favorite movies. Fucking mm-hmm. total recall. Like, damn dude. Marshall Bell is it. He's it, it, the funny thing is he's in a lot of good shit. Like mm-hmm. he's never leading man, but he's always in good stuff. That's a, yeah, that's a good point. He doesn't even have a lot in his career. Look him up on IMDb, and there's not really a ton there compared to other actors who have been working as long as he has. Right. But it's like quality shit, you know? Yeah. And it's always these, like, supporting cast or even villain characters, and he just nails them. And I don't know why he doesn't get more play or he's not, like, remembered as a bigger, more important character actor because I love that guy. Oh, yeah. No, totally agree. He's very much mm-hmm. like Ali Young in the sense of, like, 
he shows up in so many good films, but he's never the leading guy. You yeah. know, and and like with Marshall Bell, like he like you said, he's he is always either like, you know, some kind of villain. Sometimes he can be a main villain. You know, that mm-hmm. that does happen. But more often than not, he's in like one or two scenes, but he's good in those scenes. <laughs> like he's in one of my favorite Tales from the Crypt episodes. And all he does is bitch about a drink and get a fucking axe to the head, you know, <laughs> it's like, but he's there, <laughs> you know. And that reminds me of guys like uh, what's his name, Dean Winters, right? Dean Winters, he's the, yeah. the the mayhem. Is it mayhem or malice? He's the mayhem guy. Ma- in those mayhem movies, guy, yeah. Right from those insurance commercials. But I loved him too when he was in Thirty Rock, and he played uh, one of Liz Lemon's uh, ex boyfriends. It was just a total fucking <laughs> doof. And he was he, but he's just one of those guys who's in like a bunch of like quality shit. But it's like no one knows his name. He's just that guy from that movie, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then uh, who is that guy? Um, fuck, he's in the cabin in the woods. The guy that gets eaten by the merman. And oh, right? uh, uh, Bradley Whitford. He's also in Get Out. Like he was the the dad in Get Out. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I, th- I always picture his death scene. You know, not like the the well, big starring role he had recently. Because <laughs> it was fucking ridiculous. He's like he, the whole movie. He wants to see a merman, and then like when all hell breaks loose, you see the merman slowly sloughing through the. Fog and he's like oh fuck me and then he gets eaten you know exactly oh god and he was so good uh, in billy madison uh, that one always mm-hmm. comes to mind but again one of these guys we could probably sit here and rattle off 30 movies that this dude's been in where he always just picks these like killer roles like the west yep. wing you know um but anyway we got to get off the marshall bell uh trail but <laughs> that, <Right>. guy's, <laughs> that guy's just awesome <laughs> So this is our big, long preamble, and it is a long preamble. So if you're still listening, thanks for sticking around. But we kind of had to go back and lay out that groundwork a little bit, especially if you haven't listened to all the previous episodes. But, you know, we did the Arnieverse episodes leading up to this. This is the third proper installment where we're kind of vaguely building to something, you know, some kind (laughs) of a master unified theory of Schwarzenegger, you know, (laughs) that we're kind of discovering as we go. Exactly. Yeah. We're, you know, we're, we're scratching off the scratch ticket, like, you know, revealing the prize a little bit at a time. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And, um, but then we, of course, we had to talk a little bit about, you know, twins. We mentioned that multiple times. Thank God that works as well as it does. But yeah, in twins, there is this, not a government conspiracy, at least not overtly, but there's this conspiracy of like these geniuses and scientists who want to build the perfect human being and, Turns out that there were twins. It was Julius who had all of the positive, perfect aspects that they were going for with like somehow six fathers. I don't know how that works. Mm-hmm. It was uh, a cocktail, <laughs> as they yeah. said. Oh, hey. Hey. <laughs> Emphasis on the cock. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and then you get Danny DeVito as like the offshoot of all the negative, uh, all the negative aspects. And I, I want to say it was in that Arnold documentary too where danny devito pops in for a minute to be like it was weird when they pitched me the movie (laughs) (laughs) you're the runoff (laughs) exactly (laughs) you know you're the you know the, the, the thing that shouldn't exist you know it's all all the negative all the bad all the ugly but like you got to cast that somehow but you know devito he was kind of like look i know what i look like you know right and it was like that's really that was really funny um 
so yeah and so you you get this like perfect human specimen and this cast off and it's this sort of like wholesome you know flick where they learn to appreciate each other and live in each other's world a little bit a little bit of like academia and a little bit of crime you know and you kind of mm-hmm. found a cool balance and you know Julius or Arnold Schwarzenegger teaches Vincent to appreciate life and goodness and and other people and Vincent teaches Julius to have a little fun and break the rules sometimes and that's okay and uh you know anyway so this idea of creating this perfect human of course that spawned the idea we already mentioned where somehow that leads to Skynet using this perfect human specimen as a pattern for what eventually becomes the T-800 Terminator and in but in the meantime like we have to get there somehow like why does John Matrix look like Vincent Benedict, you know, and why does Harry Tasker and John Kimball look like Vincent or sorry, Julius, Julius. Benedict, yep. Julius. Yeah. And and that's sort of the thing I think we need to answer because if we're going to find a way to mash up kindergarten cop and true lies, I think we kind of need to tackle that a little bit, at least. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I mean, first, first things first, um, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. I could have swore they did say that it was a government research program. Was it? So, okay. Yeah. So maybe I, I don't remember I, that detail. I thought because I, I thought right at the beginning that they, they when they they were talking about the part they said you know it was a government research program to create you know a, the perfect specimen like the per, basically like an Adonis you know sure. to to create uh you know the the best kind of the best mankind has to offer. But I do love that scene because they're like. You know, so a group of men were gathered who were all selected for their genetic superiority and all that. And it's like, it's a bunch of old schlubs, like on yeah. treadmills. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. I'm like, well, that guy's balding. That guy yeah. has like three inch nipples. What the hell? What are you talking about? Like, I remember thinking the same thing, too. Like, are they just <laughs> casting these guys for their intelligence? Because I don't know, man, like they could have picked some eye candy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they, they, they could have picked some beefcake, like Schwarzenegger. I don't know how he comes out of these guys. <laughs> yeah no it's it's absolutely ridiculous um but no so i was thinking okay so so just to jump right in to this program like why why does this program exist why are they trying to do that and again with if the government is involved if the government's throwing money at it usually it has to have some kind of military Mm -hmm. application like it just has to like that's that's what we spend money on in this country so especially back in the 80s. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. So it's like, all right, so let's say that's what they were trying to do. They were trying to create the perfect specimen so they could create basically, you know, the perfect soldier. Um, That's kind of where my mind went. And of course, you know, maybe the program isn't as successful as they wanted it to be. So they, they start fucking around with other things. But maybe they do land on something where it's like, OK, we have the genetic material on file. We have the DNA on file. We can create like the basically these test tube arnies um, and program them with like an identity program. Like, you know, w- w- while they're gestating, kind of like put stuff into their mind that mm-hmm. is going to lead them to like become a detective or to become a soldier or to be, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they're kind of like predetermining what these guys are going to be. Um and that's how there's, you know, there's a handful of them out there in the world. Like maybe the U.S. government was like, eh, it's a big world. No one will ever know, you know, type yeah, of right. thing. And never going to bump into each other. Yeah. Right. But then, of course, you have the anomaly. You have the thing that like 
where a fucking robot from the future came back in time and happened to bump into one of like their best soldiers who went off the grid. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, shit. OK, well, now we have some splaining to do, you know, and then we also had the situation where this soldier that was off in the middle of the jungle ran into a fucking alien. And of course, the government's going to be all over that. So it's like, well, shit. Now these guys are organically coming together. We got to explain this. Um, so here's here's my idea for how we can kind of link these films. Um, it's not much of an idea, but. So what if the government's keeping tabs on all of these, you know, clones or, you know, whatever we want to call them and. What they're like the, variants, right? They're like yeah, variants. Exactly. They're 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 all and they're all, you know, created from this this original program where they, they succeeded with Julius. Um so they took the, the DNA from Julius, modified it, and started basically creating copies and programming them. Um well one of them goes rogue. Um unbeknownst to the copy, because there's a scene in Kindergarten Cop where John Kimball says I'm a cop. That's all I know how to be. Mm, okay. And that's interesting. He breaks free from it and becomes a kindergarten teacher. So what if the government's keeping tabs on him and they're like, why did he break free from his programming? Why is he not still a cop? You know, okay. he's, been, he's been hunting down all of these criminals. Like he's, he's being a perfect cop. Why are, why is he breaking free from that? So now we have what was it the the Omega Division was that what the True Lies people worked for? Yeah, I think so. We'll just go we'll go with that if it's yeah. Fine. But <laughs> but yeah, so, I think so. Let's say so so their super secret high clearance you know government spy outfit they're keeping ta- they're the ones keeping tabs on John Kimball. Okay, yeah. What if Harry Tasker sees a picture of it and wants to know why? Now here's the thing. Tasker ain't above using his resources for shit that's personal gain, which we yep. see in the movie. So, Absolutely. you know, so, yeah, he's like, well, why the fuck does this schlub look like me? I'm going to go fucking find out. And he goes he goes against what he's supposed to do <laughs> to find out why this guy has his face. OK, yeah, I think that's great. That that gives us a mission, right? It gives mm-hmm. us uh, like a MacGuffin, something to go after. And it could start with Harry Tasker wanting to find John Kimball. Who is this guy? You know, go talk to him. Uh, And I think that's great. I think I had difficulty approaching this topic. And quite frankly, and we said this a lot, but quite frankly, when I came to the table today to hit record, I had nothing. (laughs) (laughs) And, And what I found, unfortunately, was the thing that worked with Commando versus Terminator absolutely did not work with kindergarten cop and true lies because you know it was that looking in the mirror idea i've already mentioned where the t800 and john matrix they're mirror images of each other to the two sides of the same coin and investigating what that is but at the same time smashing those action figures together is a fun thing to do yep but that doesn't really work, unfortunately, with John Kimball and Harry Tasker, because it's going to be difficult for us to find some reason for them to just go balls out and have some big like action movie brawl in the middle of town. Like, why would they? Mm-hmm. Especially when John Kimball has settled into this role of being a kindergarten teacher instead of being this you know hard nosed big city cop. So he's softened, right? I think yep. given given a different situation, he would toughen up. 
but I can't imagine he would blow up half of Astoria, Oregon because, you know, Harry Tasker came to town. Like that doesn't make any sense. Exactly. So it's like, fuck, maybe these weren't the best characters to mash up, you know, <laughs> um, because we don't really have a reason like we did with Conan versus Jack Slater. We don't have a cool, uh, like interesting plot twist, but I think maybe you just, you just kind of nailed it is that could be the secret too that leads us to bring some of the other we'll call them variants right the other mm-hmm. schwarzeneggers together is let's say harry tasker is the one who f- realizes that there's other people with my face out there now we know that dutch already knows so right. you know, he's already involved in the conspiracy jack slater knows because he was pulled into it at the end just like um john matrix so a couple of mm-hmm. these variants are kind of they're kind of pulled into the mix and but every time it was because dutch or somebody else from like the program showed up to be like yeah we know you have questions like let us show you some stuff and mm-hmm. it, you know they peel back the layer of some big secret or some big conspiracy but so i, I definitely think this is interesting that if harry tasker as like a not exactly a civilian because he works for the government, but as kind of a regular guy, he's not being brought into the fold. He's deciding to go rogue and go figure it out. So they're going to have to try to bring him into the fold. But that's where the conflict comes because he's not going to go gently. <laughs> right. Well, right. Well, well, that but that's the thing, like because he 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 already works for the government. He's like mm. we see countless times in True Lies. He's like the perfect spy. Like yeah. he gets out of shit left, right and center. Again, he's following his programming. So mm-hmm. like, but John Kimball, who was like this, this awesome cop suddenly breaks from his programming and is like, no, I want to be a kindergarten teacher. And like, maybe the guy is like kind of monitoring everything or scratching their head. Like, what the fuck? How did he do that? Like, mm-hmm. keep an eye on him. So like, sure. so they put, they put the Omega team or whatever on, you know, following Kimball mm-hmm. and Tasker being Tasker, like, you know, I'm going to use resources for my own gain. Mm-hmm. Maybe he, he stumbles upon the file. And he's like, what the fuck is this? Why does this guy have my face? Who is he? Why are we tracking him? And mm-hmm. then, like, you know, maybe he's told, like, don't worry about it. That's, you know, that's not something you're dealing with. Like, here's your next mission type of thing. And have him be like, fuck that. And then he goes rogue because he wants to find out what's happening. Mm-hmm. So now you have, you know, Tasker following Kimball, who's being watched by the Omega team. And now the Omega team is after Tasker to get him back on track. Something like that, where it's like we have we have our race against time, like Tasker's trying to get to Kimball to get some answers. Kimball is completely unaware and the Mm -hmm. government is following the whole fucking thing. And hell, maybe even like Dutch and, you know, Matrix and all those guys who are involved in the like actually know now, like they've had the curtain pulled back. They've you know, they've seen the wizard Um, Mm -hmm. like maybe they're just like, oh, fuck, we got another one, (laughs) you know, like, yeah. Well, okay, I love that idea, but like, let's keep that in the shadows like let's have some kind of like silhouetted room of people like in the avengers when nick fury has to report to you know the shadow cabinet or whatever they called like not the avengers it was winter soldier or one of those you know one of those marvel movies where he has he reports up to some council above himself you know this uh I don't know if they use the word shadow cabinet in Marvel or if that's a milestone thing, but we can use that. We're going to take it, (laughs) Um, you know, so so it's literally like these are like silhouetted guys who all kind of have the same voice. And it's like, wink, wink. We know who they are, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, I really like this idea. And I think this is a good place to to kick us off where we need to have something at the beginning of a movie where we focus on John Kimball and it's John Kimball and he's about to stumble on something. And 
we can it can so this is in medias race scene where we jump right into the action of john kibble's you know getting groceries or something in like astoria and he's like he calls uh what was her name was it rachel or joyce but he calls up you know that the, the teacher woman that he falls in love with you know dominic's mom and he's like oh i'll be home soon like oh they're together and married now that's so cute and then you hear these this voice in the radio of like you know he's leaving the piggly wiggly or you know whatever grocery <laughs> stores they have in oregon i don't i don't know i don't know what they have in oregon you know what i mean but my point being is like oh shit, he's being surveilled right and you see right. this and so we can immediately, immediately jump into this action it's kind of like kindergarten cop 2 except like wait what's going on here you know and mm. and then we're going to kind of follow john kimball and there's some sort of manufactured conflict it's there's a bank robbery or there's you know maybe just like a gas station hold up or something and it's like what we as the writers of the screenplay know is that you have this like secret government task force who is in town checking up on Kimball and they're going to put something in his way to see how he reacts to it. Because to your point, what we're going to find out is they're wondering why is the office programming? He's a big city LA cop. Now he's up in the Pacific Northwest, you know, living this suburbanite family man lifestyle. Well, what happens if we put some ski masked robbers in front of him? Is he going to revert to his programming and kick these guys' asses? And so they're expecting him to like intervene and get all like police brutality on these robbers because that's the kind of cop that he was and they kind of want to see because right. maybe, maybe they're like, okay, the programming's intact. He just fell in love, like love fucks people up. Or what really happens is he sees this activity happening and he just ducks into an alleyway and like calls the cops and then he calls his wife and is like, oh, change your plans. I'll be home. I, I don't want to get involved in this. And they're like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> you <Yes>. know? <laughs> uh, and so that's why you have these he's being surveilled and it's like there's more and more people involved and it's like going up the ranks. So when after he goes down the alleyway back to his car to go home and like he's he's just going to get out of town and not get involved. Then you were going to cut in to see this little like task force and maybe it's Tom Arnold, right? Or that mm -hmm. other guy that was on their team, a character we would recognize. And they're like, what's up with this guy? Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, they should totally be the two surveilling him. Yeah, exactly. Right. I uh, forget the other actor's name, Grant something. Uh, and, 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 and then maybe one of them's like, doesn't this guy look an awful lot like Tasker? Isn't that weird? You know? And, and he's like, I don't know, maybe they, they grow them big in Iowa or whatever. He makes some stupid joke about like corn fed, like, you know, <laughs> right. uh, or, or because they have an accent, you know, like you know, those sort of like corn fed Austrian boys or something, you know, whatever. <laughs> he, it, Tom Arnold plays it off like he doesn't give a shit. And we could have we could have Kimball because remember, Kimball at the start of the movie had a big old beard or. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say big, but he had a beard. We could have maybe Kimball went back to, you know, he's you know, now that he's no longer a cop he's let himself uh you know let himself get comfortable he's got a mm -hmm. a, a nice nicely kempt but you know a, a beard so he's not immediately recognizable as like that looks just like harry okay. like wow they look really similar but whatever that's a, and then you could do the whole like corn-fed austrian mm -hmm. boy joke so yeah. it's like so yeah so tom arnold maybe he wouldn't immediately go like why the fuck does he have my friend's face you know he could just yeah. be like wow he's similar looking you know. Yeah, or or the, I forget the other guy's name. Yeah, but the other guy, he's the one who's like, man, he's he's big, just like Tasker, huh? He kind of looks like him too. And then Tom Martin, you mentioned the beard, and made me think, wait, he's beard. He's like living in like Oregon, and he's gonna make some dumb joke. Ah, all these hipsters look alike, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
with their beards and their flannel, you know, whatever. Like, is he just thinks he's some kind of like he's like makes some lumberjack joke, you know? Right, right. <laughs> and yeah, so it's like no big deal. But then of course they have all these reports now, and they've got Kimball's face, and then we have these scenes where they're in like a conference room and they're talking to whoever Charlton Heston's replacement is about like, oh, you know, this this. We don't know why we're investigating this guy, but you wanted us to check him out. He used to be a, you know, L.A. cop and now he's just, you know, boring, I guess. Like, are we done here? <laughs> you know, and right. And this is when Tasker comes in. And he's like, oh, good. You guys are done. I need you back on this, you know, this uh, big terrorist case, blah, 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 blah. You done with them. And then he like sees the papers on the desk and he's like, the hell? You are like, Wh- where'd you get these pictures? You know, and that's when he notices like there's a resemblance. But of course, you know, the the, the eye patched boss man is like oh yeah no don't worry about it like you know lumberjack blah 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 you know he shuffles the papers away but you see tasker is like nah he's gonna look that up later you know he's gonna, oh yeah he's, he's gonna break <laughs> into the computer system later because he's like oh i saw something there you know yep i'm gonna be uh i'm gonna abuse my my authority <laughs> yeah exactly right with no compunction whatsoever so yeah so this is good right so Fast forward a little bit, Ta- like you said before, Tasker is going to use his own resources illegally to like look up some information about Kimball. He's going to find old pictures of him without the beard and mm-hmm. be like, what the shit? Like, you know, he's got like his school ID or something, you know. And of course, it's like we could make this modern day or it could be back in the 90s. I don't think we ever really talked about like the time period. I don't not sure that it matters yeah. really. Um, I would say 90s because you figure modern Arnie, he's going to be old. Maybe think, he's been a teacher for a few years or something. Yeah, and I'm trying to match it up with like we did our Predator 3, which was a 90s, early 90s action movie. And I'm pretty sure we did our last action hero mashup, but it was still the 90s, right? Yeah. So I think it kind of makes sense to, where it's like just later in the decade. But I'm just trying to – I don't want to be picturing like a white-haired, bearded you know, John Kimball uh, this but, whole time. The way I picture the Arnieverse is kind of how the Goldbergs deals with the 80s, where they're like, it was 1980 something, you know, and it's yeah, like, something. yes, yeah. this is 1990 something. We don't know exact years, but yeah, but just to kind of put us in the right technological mindset. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. So there's maybe some limitations to like, you know, they're looking up like Windows 3.1 or Windows 95 or some <laughs> right. shit, you know. The um, Internet isn't as prevalent as it is yeah. now. And that's why Tasker has to go. That's why I brought it up. I'm glad you mentioned the technology because it's like, why does Tasker have to go to Oregon to investigate this guy? If it happened today, he'd send in drones and shit and it would all Mm -hmm. be done, you know, on the sly. But no, so he decides he's, he's making up some excuse for why he has to go to Oregon where he's like, oh, yeah, you know, Helen has this cousin who's getting married and it's this. You would think that he would come up with a better excuse because he's been living this, you know, double life his whole professional career. But maybe he's rattled a little bit by this Kimball thing and he kind of slips up and tells a a sloppy lie about why he wants to leave town. So, you know, big boss man tells Tom Arnold, like, yeah, you better follow him, you know. And that's kind of cool, too, because it's like the secondary character conflict of let's put Tom Arnold on Tasker and he's going to have to like betray him. Right. Because they're friends. But if you. If you know when it comes down to it, is Tom Arnold gonna toe the line and maybe pull a gun on Tasker at some point and try to arrest him, or is he gonna go rogue himself, or maybe both? You know, mm-hmm. no, I, I like that because that definitely that that could be one of the conflicts that we need. 
I can't think of a good example, but I feel like there's a bunch of action movies out there where you get some guy who's like supposed to be on your side, but you go rogue and they pull a gun on you and they're like, oh, I got to take you in. But then you just kind of let him run away anyway. You know, like, oh, damn, he got away. You know, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of feel like I feel like Tom Arnold is gonna gonna end up being that. Uh, and I, honestly, I love that we're bringing in Tom Arnold because he's he's gonna be like the fucking dumb dumb Dugan to this Nick Fury shit by the end of this Arnieverse story. You know, he's gonna be like the the dumb sidekick, <laughs> right? That's awesome. I just love it so much. Um, but here's the kicker. I think and I think this is what I was thinking. I had this one idea before we came to the recording where I said. Look, if we don't know where to go, I just have this one thing I can throw in there, and I think it'll be a way to play up. Like, we could have a story here. There's a story here if we go this direction. And I think it kind of works because I don't know about you. I like this setup, mm-hmm. but I feel like the rest of it, the dominoes fall in place on their own. Like, anyone out there who knows anything about action movies or who likes to guess the end of a movie can guess the end of this movie. You know, mm-hmm. am I, am I wrong? I'm not trying to downplay the idea. I think it's a great idea, but it's like, right. There needs to be another twist to this. Otherwise it's just Tasker goes rogue. He eventually reveals himself to Kimball. They have that, like I'm looking in a mirror scene, mm-hmm. you know, Kimball decides to join up, but he doesn't want to like leave his family. Cause he's like gone soft. And then Tasker's like, you know, stop being such a pussy. And, you know, and he kind of like does something to John Kimball's deep rooted programming where it's like, you're a fucking pussy, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm not the pussy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, girl, girls have a vagina and boys are not pussies. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Oh my but then, lord. But then they're going to kind of turn it and they're going to go back on this, you know, the Omega Division or whatever the fuck it's called. And. They're going to they're going to find out some secret. There's a secret. What's the secret? Like, what are they going to find out? Are they going to find out about the predator aliens? Are they going to find out about this whole government program? And holy shit, there's a fuckload of us. Mm -hmm. But again, it's like, okay, yeah, we know where that goes. There has to be something else. Um, And this is where I was thinking is, you know, I I fucking love Jamie Lee Curtis. You love Mm -hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis is a badass with a hell of a pedigree in genre movies right Mm -hmm. uh horror action etc she's like sigourney weaver right right on the same level sigourney weaver if we decided to do like a female version of this it would have to be sigourney weaver and that's what got me thinking of like wait a second what if there was a female in this government program it wasn't just julius and danny what if helen is also a variant because she kicks fucking ass, except she's supposed to be programmed to be the mousy housewife to task her. But when put on the spot, she's going to have an affair and throw a chair through a window and then like jump out of a plane or whatever. Like she's got fire in her. And I don't know if I'm on the, this is why I'm like, this might be a crazy idea where it's like, dun, dun, dun. We find out it tasker and Helen were put together on purpose and Helen was always supposed to just be the mousy housewife variant of the like Laurie Strode kick ass bitch who like don't take no, you know, who who isn't going to be taken down by some killer. Right. 
Interesting. Okay. So I don't know if this is going anywhere. That's why it's a wild idea. But like, you know, what if Laurie Strode wasn't Michael Myers' sister? What if Michael Myers was just trying to kill her because he was programmed to like take the take her down, put her through the ropes? Like, is she ever gonna die? Like, no, she's the perfect specimen because she's always gonna come back and always gonna come back just like him. I mean, I don't. I'm just going crazy at this point. I'm just spitballing wacky ideas. But I'm thinking. I think it'd be really fun if we found out that there was more to this program than just Julius and Vincent. That is definitely an interesting twist that I didn't think of Um, because I'm trying to look up now. Like I'm seeing I'm I'm looking up Jamie Lee's uh, IMDb and like, I mean, obviously, you know, we know she's in a lot of Carpenter horror films, um, you know, and it's and she always she always gets away. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I shouldn't say just Carpenter, just early 80s, because I mean, fog and Halloween, really. But uh, she's also in Prom Night and Terror Train. you know, and again, survives every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm trying to think, is there any other action movies other than True Lies? Like, I mean, there's shit like <laughs> she's she's in My Girl, too. Um. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, the first movie I can remember seeing her in other than like Halloween and stuff was A Fish Called Wanda. I love that fucking movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Man, it's been years yeah. since I've seen that. I don't Vi- know. Maybe. Go ahead. in Virus. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Movie. And maybe oh. I'm totally off base. I don't know. I'm just trying to like throw a monkey wrench in the machine to see if we can come up with something interesting. Like hell, even Sigourney Weaver is like an interesting candidate for the same idea. Maybe it's not Helen. Maybe it's, you know, Helen just goes along with Tasker as like a partner, like the partner that Tom Arnold could never be. She could be. Mm-hmm. But then there's some other there's some other aspect to this. Or fuck, they find like the Legion of Danny DeVitos, you know, shit. <laughs> <laughs> The you Legion know? of Vincents. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, okay, so so let's so let's think about Danny DeVito. I mean, okay, just let's follow this for a second. I mean, he's in Batman Returns, right? That's a, mm-hmm. that's a pretty fucked up role. Uh, and he's in, you know, Matilda. Uh, what? See, see, Throw Mama from the Train, The War of the Roses. I'm just oh, trying God, to like the War of the Roses. I forgot about that. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> it's always sunny in Philadelphia, which you know, personally. <laughs> Oh, God, if we connected him somehow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't personally watch that show, but fuck, I know all the memes and I've seen all the clips, all the DeVito clips, like the DeVito supercut, you know? <laughs> so I started blasting. You know? <laughs> um, um, he's in he's in a lot of stuff. Fuck. I mean, yeah, I'm trying to like, I'm going back through the IMDb, like, like, wait, go back to the 90s. Go back. Like, what's he in? What was he in in the 90s? Man, he's in a bunch of uh, Tim Burton movies, too, like Big Fish mm-hmm. and. Didn't Dumbo? Isn't that a Tim Burton movie? Dumbo? Yep. Or am I yep. thinking of something else? No, um, is, that's Tim Burton. Oh shit! Uh, he was in Man on the Moon. It's not an action movie, but it's just an amazing movie. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, he was in Last Action Hero as the voice of Whiskers. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Oh, he's in Mars Attacks. That's a good one. <laughs> he, oh, he's in another uh, Arnie movie. He's in oh, Junior. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> oh oh shit. He's in okay. Junior. He's okay. In, He's in Get Shorty. I love Get Shorty. Yeah. Oh, Renaissance Man. That's a that's an underappreciated classic. Uh, anyway, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just being crazy, but maybe this is the way to go. Maybe for, it's not the female version. Maybe it's like they built this perfect human specimen. And Tasker and Kimball are going to team up to go like blow the lid off this whole thing. And 
they kind of either they go up against some of the other Arnie variants or they just get brought into the fold. You know, because I could I could kind of see like, you know, Tasker and Kimball are like on the path to like crack open the conspiracy. And then, you know, like Dutch and Matrix just pull up in a van. They're like, all right, dickheads, get in. You know, like we got, yeah, talk. Right. you know, yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, so it's like maybe that's not what it is. Maybe that's the we you know, we can kind of throw people off the trail like you expect it to be like, you know, Tasker versus, you know, big government conspiracy. But instead, it's like, no, no, no. He, they, he goes and gets Campbell or Kimball. And now, OK, fine. Like you've seen behind the curtain. So now we got to bring you into the inner circle. Come in and we'll tell you all the shadow cabinet secrets. And like, here's here's the big deal. And right. I, I don't think that the Danny DeVito or Jamie Lee Curtis twist, that's not like the big secret. Like, oh, like, oh, fuck, there's a bunch of Danny DeVitos. Like, I think that'd just be an interesting thing to throw in there. But oh, yeah, I, I I think that's what we what I didn't want to blow the load too soon on like our third episode because we're building to something. But it's like, what is this for? Like you said before, like, why are they making these guys? Is it to stop like a predator invasion or is that just like a side effect? I th- I'm going to say side effect because I, I feel like the ripples from this program are going to they're going to, you know, it's, it's the whole butterfly effect thing. Like with the with Terminators, like uh, this program clearly doesn't work the way they were hoping. Like they were they were going to make these perfect soldiers that were obedient and, and did whatever job that they were supposed to do. Um, only we see again and again, like they're starting to break from their programming. So this could be like where we start to see like shit it's not working how we decided so maybe the program is no longer uh in effect like they're not making more arnies like you know okay. they, there's all these arnies out there in the world and they're keeping tabs on them you know because it's like okay the experiment was a failure but we still have to watch these guys because they're perfect killing machines um but of course you know then like i said like skynet will eventually you know team up with cyberdyne systems and still try to make the perfect soldier but they're going to do that with technology and you know programming it of course with the memory or uh you know patterns of what they wanted to be the perfect soldier which was based on julius's dna so i feel like that would be the ripple effect there and then like again you know maybe i i don't know if if they would really focus on schwarzenegger per se but like you know the outcha they're looking for a challenge so they come to earth because earth is challenging to them like, and we've seen it again and again and again, mm-hmm. but, you know, Dutch kicked their ass. So they're like, well, fuck, <laughs> like, we got to come back and fight some more. Um, You know, we got to f- check out some more of these humans. So, again, ripple effect where there's just like shit happening because this program was started. So I love the idea of having the other variants, like ha- have the, the other Dannys, like as a as a. um. Uh, which we call it like a a, a a side effect of the program, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but yeah, like okay, so th- like where I'm thinking pl- plot-wise for this story, it would be the first half of the movie, like would or the first like you know quarter of the movie would be Tasker trying to figure out first of all who the fuck this guy is, why does he have my face, and I'm gonna follow him, and of course stupid hijinks would ensue, and we could have the thing that you were talking about where like. You know, uh, Tasker's friends are actually watching Kimball already. They're mm. kind of unawares, but they're like the program is putting people in ta- in uh, Kimball's way, and Kimball's like you know shying away from it, like oh no, I can't do I'm violence, no no no, clutching pearls and whatnot. Um, you know, we could have we could have all those scenes until finally like Tasker confronts him, and 
like maybe at that point when he confronts Kimball, the the program could be like Tasker's gone rogue, and now they know they have to go after their friend, and it's like shit. Yeah. So there is that whole conflict, but mm-hmm. maybe it isn't. They're trying. They're not trying to kill anybody. They're trying to like get him back, you know, like kind of corral him before this blows up, before mm-hmm. people find out about like what the government's been doing with human experimentation. Um, where I was thinking the whole thing would culminate is, yeah, with the two of them being kind of brought into the fold and shown what's going on. And maybe it could be like maybe Julius and Vincent could be the one sitting at the head of the table being like, <laughs> hey, guys, you know, yeah, and have we could have like a big thing of screens like showing all the different Danny DeVitos and, <laughs> you know, Arnold Schwarzeneggers out in the real world, including the actors who are, you know, they were programmed to be actors, <laughs> which is how Last Action Hero and Hercules and all that coincide, because it's like even the, the the actor variants have created a ripple effect using magic. <laughs> like, Yeah, so yeah. Exactly. We can have all that tie together. The actual Arnold Schwarzenegger and the actual Danny DeVito are, are just clones of these, like, fictional people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I feel like so I guess what we're what we're grasping at here is what's the big bad and do we want to solve it now or at least hint at it? Because, again, they're building this like league of these all these different clones. They want them to be soldiers and cops and, and action heroes and secret agents. Like the whole point is that they want these guys to all be like the perfect soldier, but they want a lot of them. Right. So. Right. Do they want a lot of them because they're trying to narrow it down to the one perfect one? Or do they want a lot of them because they're already kind of perfect and it's like, this is the best mankind can get. So we need as many of these as we can get our hands on because there's a threat, right? There's something that this was all engineered to stop or engineered to do. Like some, it could be some bad thing, like taking over the world like what skynet wants to do you know i don't again that's what we need to kind of like nail um it could be something wild like they know that the fictional universe exists like the fictional multiverse that we saw from last action hero and Mm -hmm. maybe like maybe it was new to jack slater but it wasn't new to the program like Maybe they didn't know about that magical ticket, but they knew that this there was this thing there that's like it could be potentially super dangerous. I mean, I'm just mm-hmm. again, I'm just throwing out a, a random what if. Right. Well, I almost feel like they, they shouldn't have known about the Jack Slater thing until the incident mm-hmm. happens. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, OK, here's an here's another uh, here's another anomaly we have to watch for. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, hey, guess what, guys who had magic really exists on their bingo card? You know, that type yeah. of thing. Yeah, exactly. you know, and we could even make a joke out of it like that, like have the people that are running it be like, so did you guys know magic exists? So now we have future robots, aliens and fucking magic. What the hell's happening here? Like, yeah. it could be one of those things where, like, yeah, we acknowledge how silly it is. But what if? The big bad isn't necessarily like some kind of threat that they were preparing for. This is this is kind of dark. But what mm-hmm. if the big bad is actually that the experiment failed and that all of them are considered a failure? So it was one of those things where it's like the government's keeping tabs on them because they know how destructive the the potential for destruction that these variants have because they've been. They're pro- first of all, they're 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 programmed with like 
you know, military or police or, you know, detective type mentalities. But at the same time, they were given this, these Adonis like DNA where they're like, uh, a, a, you know, uh, a fucking truck in a human form. <laughs> like they're mm-hmm. able to like take all kinds of punishment and keep dishing it out. But what if the government's like, we fucked up. They keep breaking away from the program. Like this was like a 20 year project mm-hmm. where it's like, as they all like, they, they put them all, all corners of, of the, the world. Basically they threw, there's even, mm-hmm. let, let's even have like a, what is his name? Uh, Ivan, um, Ivan Danko from uh, red heat. Oh have, yeah. Mm-hmm. Have, have that policeman that's in Russia, have him be one of the variants to like, put him over there. Maybe we can have him spy on the fucking Ruskies for us. Like they, you know, they have all these big plans and one by one by one, they start realizing that not only are, you know, the variants not following their programming fully, like some of them are, but not all of them. There's more and more are breaking away. There's these little anomalies. And because those little anomalies, maybe the government's trying to figure out, like, are we causing, you know, the alien invasion and the robot from the future and mm-hmm. the fucking magic? Like, are, are we the chicken or the egg? Like, what did we do? And maybe it's just they're trying to keep like tabs and a wrap on this whole thing. And with Tasker and Kimball, you know, out there, it's like, fuck, they, they run the risk of blowing our cover. So they have to be Mm -hmm. pulled in. So maybe like Tasker and Kimball think these guys are out to kill them. And really they're just like, no, 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 wait, listen, (laughs) like we got to talk to you. So it's like almost like a comedy of errors until the very end where it's like, you know, we were trying to show you what this is all about, you know, and then we meet like Julius and, and uh, Vincent and find out like, yeah, so back in the 50s, <laughs> like they kind of explain the program, uh, that type of a thing. But one thing I do want to mention is when we first see Kimball, he should be chubby. <laughs> like, like I want to I want to yeah. see Arnold in like a fat suit. <laughs> yeah, like he lets himself go a little bit. Yeah. OK. He's got a little beer gut on him, you know. Okay, I think we we kind of talked around in circles, hopefully not boring ones, and people are still with us, right? But we right. kind of talked around. I think we kind of talked our way around to the idea. I think, and I think you nailed it with this idea of that the program was a failure. I think that is definitely a key. And I I think I have another one. And you tell me if I'm wrong. Okay, so so the thing that I was questioning while you were just saying, oh, this is a failure. All these like clones are out there in the world and we're just kind of keeping tag tabs on them. We don't want to make sure we want to make sure they don't break their programming. We want to make sure they don't go public. Don't get too loud. Like don't get the news media involved because, you know, we want to kind of keep this under wraps. The thing that I kept thinking was, well, why didn't they just kill all these babies? If it's this evil government conspiracy why wouldn't they just be like, yeah, we fucked up. We tried to make the perfect human. Instead, we got this like big roided out Adonis blimp and this, you know, ugly fat guy. So like, oops. <laughs> but like, what if and but they had made a bunch of them. It wasn't just like one set of twins. It was a whole shitload of them. like they had a whole like mommy farm, you know, and they all give birth at the exact same time to twins. And it's like, shit, like there's like a 100 of these. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's some weird thing. And that's when they're they realize something has gone horribly wrong with this experiment. We wanted we were trying to breed the perfect human. And so it wasn't six daddies. It was like 600 daddies. And they had this long term plan of like make a perfect one and then breed it with the other perfect female one. And then, you know, the next generation, blah, blah, blah. But instead, they get this one weird 
singularity event of like a shitload of Julius's and a shitload of Vincent's. And so the government is just like, shut it all down, fucking kill them, get rid of them, get rid of the moms, you know, and we saw some of that in twins, right? Like get rid of the moms mm-hmm. and shut the program down. But what if they couldn't kill them? What if they wouldn't fucking die? The Julius's, the Julius's mm. wouldn't fucking die. Like literally they're like shooting lasers and guns and trying to hack these fucking babies up and they won't fucking die. Like, it's literally like a superhuman. And that was the whole joke of like John Matrix being able to lift up a fucking phone booth with a guy in it and throw it. But he's just a regular dude, except he's not a fucking regular dude. And how come every single one of these guys has like blimps for arms? Like, do they all, have <laughs> same, you know, like, do they all have the same workout routine? I mean, right. sure, John, John Kimball lets himself go. But, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, like they all were suspiciously like this had the same pecs, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like and maybe that's what it was. They really were secretly this weird superhuman anomaly and it was like in the in heroes the tv show or like in rising stars the comic book where it's like suddenly a whole bunch of superheroes are born the exact same time you know and except right in this case they were all these clones and it was like there would have just been one of them but they fucked up and cloned him a hundred times and now they can't get rid of them and so instead they seed them out into the world in quote-unquote normal lives and the programming that they have isn't necessarily like computer programming, but it's like brainwashing. Like they were all raised right. to be these like tough guy, you know, dudes like grow up and, you know, don't be a pussy and make yourself useful and, you know, be a be a cop and be a soldier and, you know, be a president or whatever the fuck, you know. And mm-hmm. I don't know about the Danny DeVitos. Maybe they could kill him. Maybe they couldn't. I, I, I don't know. If I, I haven't gone that far down the path yet. Um and so they've just been watching them this whole time, hoping that they're just going to grow up and be effective. Like, well, we couldn't kill them, so at least we can get a good cop out of them. You know what I mean? Like that sort of thing. Right. And then and then they start realizing that there's more of them around. One of them, like, fights off, you know, the predator alien. I don't know where I'm going with this exactly, except it would definitely give a reason for Skynet to use this person as the basis for the T-800 because Mm -hmm. it's a literal like superhuman, but they don't even really realize it. And I just Googled it and apparently end of days is the only movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger's character has ever died in a movie. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty interesting. I mean, again, I don't know if we're going anywhere, but what if there is some like big bad threat out there, but we don't know what it is yet. We might not even solve it in this movie other than it's like, you know, there's a whole shitload of us out there. There's some threat. Like the universe has brought us together for something. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. I, I like where you're going with this. Uh, the, the fact that, you know, like they, they tried to tried to stop the program and like, you know, the, the kids didn't die type of thing. <laughs> like, I do like that idea. Um, and, and obviously like what, like when I kept saying programming, I, I was definitely thinking, mm-hmm. you know what I, I was imagining is in demolition, man. Where when they're okay. all in cryostasis, they're pro- they're programmed with a like a hobby. So mm-hmm. like you know our uh friggin' um Sly is is able to knit and fucking uh <laughs> you know um well, I can't think of his name Blade uh Wesley Snipes why well, yeah. Wesley Snipes' character is like a computer hacker and he's like how am I doing this like that's kind of what I was thinking of like their programming like some kind of brainwashing early on mm-hmm. um so yeah government you know however they would do it back then whether it be through like you know physical torment like you will be a cop you know that type of thing Mm -hmm. or whether it be some kind of brainwashing but i I like this idea um 
but I the, the concept of like them, you know, monitoring them, I think it would be one of those things where it's like, OK, yeah, see them out into the world, like you said, and then let's monitor them and see what happens. And maybe because they notice like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. There's fucking aliens out there. And this guy not only like defeated the alien when his entire fucking platoon was killed, Mm -hmm. but he defeated it with rocks and sticks. Mm -hmm. Like, holy shit. Like, we need to keep tabs on this guy. So so Dutch is the first one brought in. Mm -hmm. Dutch is the first one that they reveal it to. And then we get uh, Matrix. And he goes up against a fucking robot version of himself from the future and survives mm-hmm. to tell the tale. Yep. So they're like, OK, and they pull him in. So maybe now the government's like, wait a second. Uh, these guys are good to have around. There's shit out there that we didn't know about. We were worried about the fucking Russians and, you know, Iraq and Afghanistan and shit. And mm-hmm. really, we should have been looking to the stars and to the fucking future. Like there are crazy threats that we have no idea you know, anything about we need to build our own, you know, our own task force type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe, yeah, they, they start mo- like the, the, they're they've already been monitoring. But now it's like specifically like which mm-hmm. ones are going to be joining the team? Which ones mm-hmm. can we can we make the League of Extraordinary Arnies to fight alien invasions and future yeah. wars? <laughs> yeah, I think that's great. I, I do. It's like we're building the Avengers, like, mm-hmm. you know, like one at a time with these different Arnies. So, yeah, like I said, we're kind of taking the long road to get there. But I really like this idea. And I think it's it seems obvious now that we've said it. But I like the path that we took to get there anyway. Like, we kind of had to work it out, you know, work mm-hmm. out the details. And, yeah, I, I, again, I don't know if, like, the babies couldn't die or if it was just, like, well, why waste perfectly good resources? I mean, I don't know. I don't know which is the best decision well, to make, you know. I uh, mean, my, my personal vote would be one of those things where maybe they go, like, that the, the program wasn't when they're children. The program was, you know, let's see if we can brainwash these. Like, now that we have the perfect Adonis, like, we we know – we got this perfect DNA. Let's, you know, raise them up. So Julius was the first one, you know, and then I, the, the way I was picturing it was they use his DNA to clone a sure. bunch of armies. Yeah. So they, they take that DNA, do whatever, you know, implant the embryo in a woman, you know, and then have the baby mm-hmm. farm like you were talking about. So Julius would be the old man version when like when we, when we get to this in like the 90s, um, he'd be he'd be older. But but yeah, like. So he'd be like the grand, he's his own grandpa. Um, you know, but, but like, oh, oh, good. Sorry, I just had one of those moments because I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, we, we mentioned Total Recall and Running Man earlier, and it's like, those are like future clones as well. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I, I, I thought it was fun to kind of have this idea of like unkillable baby Arnold Schwarzenegger's. <laughs> But I, I'm also going to say, you know what? Sometimes ideas don't work and like forget that. But no, you're totally right. I think you clarified it, right? They get this one perfect specimen. They ignore Danny DeVito or at least seemingly so. Maybe they're secretly cloning him too. Like what happens if you like make a tape of a bad tape? You know, just you – know, <laughs> <you know? laughs> right? Oh my god. And eventually you get the penguin. <laughs> oh, 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 dude, dude. Okay, okay. This, okay, this is a long, a long road, this long circuitous road, but okay, the light bulbs, the light bulbs. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, 
They get the Julius. They like perfect. They clone him, thinking we're gonna make a bunch of these guys. But yeah, we're we're gonna keep some here. They secretly had some that they just raised as like soldiers, like secret soldiers all along. They were raised as like government like drones, right? But then yeah, they were like, we'll put them out in the world and we'll see what happens. And you know, we'll see if this thing that we did works. We kept Julius on an island all by himself, and look how perfect he is. But like, what if he grew up in like you know inner city LA or whatever? Like instead, right? You throw him in different. It's like they're they're gonna they're gonna see if this it's a long game and they want to see what happens but they never stopped making clones this whole time and that's why you have running man total recall you have quaid these guys because they haven't been born yet or they're babies right now in like the 90s or the 2000s or whatever you know what i mean um so i think that that's interesting so then you literally have like there's going to be like a kid Arnie, like in, a, in the League of Extraordinary Arnies, there's going to be like kid Arnie, like the 11 year old version, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, they'll, they'll have like the like the failed version where they tried to like change the gender and it didn't exactly work, you know? So it's like <laughs> kind of girl Arnie, but, you know, st- still talking like this, you know? And it's like, <laughs> you know, like. It's like the Deadpool core, you know, it's like all these. Yes, like, yes. Uh, <laughs> and this is really fun. So, yeah. So it's like the government was kind, they were kind of playing around. They were kind of and then they made some like Danny DeVito like clones. But it was like it was always like it was never like the clone of the original. But like I said, it was always like the clone of the clone of the clone of the clone because they were like, <laughs> oh, let's just see what happens. You know, <laughs> the bad tape. I love it. But I think we need a bad guy for this movie because we're building this thing and we're building this like future Arnieverse sequel where it's it's like we have to get to the Avengers you know Endgame or whatever you know what I mean we have to like build up right. So for this movie there has to be a bad guy. So this is like the third installment. This is the one where we pull the curtain back a little bit. Tasker and Kimball become the POV characters where we get to see what's going on. And like Kimball wants nothing to do with it. He wants to go back to his regular life. And they're like, hey, sorry, we can't let you leave. And there's a good bit of conflict there because it's like, what the fuck, man? Like, you're, you're going to keep me here against my will. And then mm-hmm. you have Tasker who's like, well, I don't give a fuck what you guys are doing because he just has to know because he's a dick, you know, and it's like, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and he's just like, oh, I can, you know, whatever, like, this is great. I can use you guys. And and he's just all in on it. And we see that there's like Danny DeVito there. Maybe it's just like the original Vincent, but we find out about this copy of a copy of a copy thing. And so that we need a bad guy for this movie. And what if that's what it is? What if Tasker is opened up to see this big he thinks it's like this big wonderful thing oh my god like the secret government agency i was a part of is like so much more secreter you know than than it ever was (laughs) and he loves it because he's programmed to be a secret agent and now he's like a secret secret agent and he thinks it's the best fucking thing ever except then there's you know suddenly like i don't know they're in this secret base and like the power goes out right and then all the doors get locked or again i'm just making this up but suddenly oh shit something's going down and now it, we suddenly shift the movie into this like fucking like survival horror thing where you have a bunch of Arnie's trapped in this base that they can't get out of. And they're, you know, they, they have all this like superhuman roided out power and big weapons and all this, but they're trapped in this like underground secret base because somebody has taken over like the computer program. And it's one of the evil Danny DeVito's who's like, <laughs> you know, 
You think I'm? You're like, it's like the penguin, where he's like, you're gonna make a tape of a tape of a tape of me. I'll show you, bitches. You know, because he's got the brains, you know, or whatever. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. When you said that all these Arnies are trapped in a facility, I just pictured like six Arnies pounding on a door, all going, <laughs> like that fucking war garble just being yelled. Exactly, like all at once, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just overlapping one another. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and, and it, it's, it's like the Danny DeVito from the Jewel of the Nile or somebody, you right. know, who's like secretly the mastermind who's like, you know, I've, you know, like I don't might not have the brawn, but I have the brains and I've like hacked into your system. And, you know, now I'm going to destroy all of you or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then now we have like, OK, now we have a conflict where it's like we have to like team up the Arnie's, the the reluctant John Kimball has to team up with the way too excited Harry Tasker, you know. <laughs> Just like there's other, you know, guys teamed up, other versions of Arnie who are teamed up in other parts of the facility. But we're going to follow Kimball and Tasker, and that's where the mashup happens. Like, first they got together, then they saw behind the curtain, and now they're trapped in this building together, and they have to, like, you know, work together. Like I said, one doesn't want to be there, and one is way too excited to be there. So they kind of have to figure out, like, where is the signal coming from? Like, oh, shit, the call's coming from in the house or whatever. And, like, you know, they they find the evil Danny DeVito, and, you know, like, they say the day but like they revealed that there's way more mystery out there yet to be solved (laughs) that's fucking awesome (laughs) okay so okay so here's here's the way i see this play now i know i know we have to wrap it up soon but uh so okay so you have the 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 film start off like we said where that they're they're tracking kimball tasker gets involved you know shoots over there we're going to have the, the Kimball and Tasker fight, obviously. Like, yeah. Tasker's going to, you know, uh, be tailing Kimball. Kimball's, you know, yeah, he's a kindergarten teacher. He's let himself go, but he's still got those fucking smarts. He's still got mm-hmm. the detective smarts. So maybe he knows he's being tracked, you know, and, he, and he's leading this guy away from his house, you know, like mm-hmm. leading him away. Like, he's like, okay, this car's been following me, that kind of thing. You know, leads him out to, like, the middle of nowhere. We get the 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 big, like, you know, Kimball maybe gets the drop on Tasker, um, cause again, they're going to be evenly matched as far as, you know, intelligence goes, mm-hmm. um, you know, they start fighting and you have like, you know, chubby Arnold versus Adonis Arnold, uh, <laughs> you know, whooping each other's ass. And then, you know, maybe like the, you know, Kimball gets a good look at Tasker and realizes like, why do you have my face? Like, mm-hmm. you know, Tasker's like, I was going to ask you the same thing, you know, to have like, we, we get the back and forth, we get the team up, um, you know, but maybe while they're, uh, you know, having this like little discussion out in the middle of nowhere, you know, that's when the fucking government agents come after him. Maybe like, a, you know, mm-hmm. helicopter spotlight turns on. And it's like, stay where you are. Or that old thing. Have them fucking beat feet and get out of there. So mm-hmm. now we think the whole movie is going to be them running from the government. Eventually, you know, maybe we'll have Tom Arnold's character get a hold of Tasker and be like, you know, look, we're trying to help. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they eventually trust him. They find out. By the like, you know, a little past the halfway point of the movie. So it almost seems like, oh, wow, this is a short film. We lead up to them being shown the the whole government facility, like the government program. Mm-hmm. And we have the thing where they walk in. We see Julius sitting at the head of the table with like Dutch and fucking Matrix. <laughs> and like, right. and they're like, what the hell is going on? And then have Julius be like, we have something to show you. <laughs> like, you know, turn on a TV <laughs> and like have just hundreds of screens. And we see like all these different Arnie's, like you said, like female Arnie and little kid Arnie, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're like, what is this? And we get the explanation. 
and maybe Vincent, the original Vincent, is there with Julius. You know, I mean, they are brothers. Yep. And have him kind of explain, you know, like, hey, back when, you know, our back back before we were born, our parents were part of a program and mm-hmm. explain the whole thing. While this explanation is happening, that's when we do like the facility shut down and have them be like, what the hell? Like Code Red, Code Red, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. And like, I'd be like, who the fuck is attacking us? Like, what's going yeah. on? And then we have the whole like breakdown, maybe like people are getting gassed and shit, like other soldiers are getting killed. You know, all the Arnie's and, and Vincent like lock themselves in a room, you know, like in a safe room or something. And then, yeah, the TVs like click over and we see another Danny DeVito. And he's just like, there's this whole villain monologue, you know, with the whole, uh, you know, you, you guys thought you could throw me away. And, you know, I was a joke to this, you know, you know, you guys all get to be cops and, you know, soldiers and all. What do I get to be? I'm a con man. And like, you know, it goes on this whole mm-hmm. thing. And then, like, talks about how he's he's had enough. Like, you know, he's he's done with the government playing God, and he's going to kill them all. So now we have to figure out a way for them to get out and then eventually stop the evil Danny DeVito, uh, <laughs> which I think is fucking hilarious. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> so they have to stop the evil Danny DeVito. And then, like, after, maybe after they defeat him, we find out the other part of the program that maybe even Vincent didn't know about. That it's like, you know, the copy of a copy of a copy. And he's just mm-hmm. like, what, what have you done? Yeah. You know, and like that kind of a thing. And then we find out that there were there were mutate like genetic mutations like the penguin, you know, yeah. and, and that could open up other doors to be like, OK, so the ripple effects of this program has brought aliens into the fold, future robots into the fold, fucking mm-hmm. magic into the fold and now mutants into the fold. Stop yeah. playing God. You yeah, know? exactly. Exactly. Well, shit, you know, the more we talk about this, the more I think it should just be the fucking penguin. I mean, Think about what happened in Batman Returns. Like he was a pretty smart guy. Like he even he even controlled the Batmobile at one point, and he had you know a whole crew of like weirdos following him. Like I know he like supposedly died at the end, but like no, he didn't. You know these guys can't right. die. You know. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> And so I think it would be awesome. Like we could even keep it like he's just a mis- mysterious figure, you know, on a screen or whatever. But I think it would be fucking hilarious if it turned out to be like the actual penguin from Batman Returns, you know, which came out in 1992. So like the timing works. It's like a couple right. years later, you know, like <laughs> and I'm and as you're talking, I'm just sitting here scrolling through like Dan DeVito roles. And I'm like, who's like the the technological mastermind like who would do this and honestly the penguin's the only one that makes sense and i think it's fucking great that you get like true lies and kindergarten cop like team up to fight the fucking penguin from batman <laughs> returns <laughs> oh my god this is fucking great and like you know one of the other evil danny devitos has to be uh, what is it is it frank from it's always sunny in philadelphia oh Forget yeah it. absolutely and like yeah I frank I want to see Mr. Wormwood from Matilda and like <laughs> fucking the, the dude that he played on Taxi. That guy was an asshole, you know. Like, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah. he played a he played a bunch of mean characters. Like he was in Ruthless People, and like I said, I mentioned Jewel of the Nile and Romancing the Stone. Like you know, he's like a smuggler in those movies. Like, I haven't seen him in a long time, but like I think there's a lot of opportunity <laughs> for like funny Danny DeVito characters, and they don't always have to be like the big bad. But in this movie, I think it works like i think that's where we were kind of you know very t- we took the long road to eventually get there but yeah we turned this like cool action movie team up into like a survival horror you know comedy with the fucking penguin <laughs> and i don't know if this will ever tie into anything but i have to say it so it's on record 
Um, he does the voice of Satan in a TV show called Little Demon. <laughs> um, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger fights the devil in End of Days. Yep. <laughs> I'm just saying, if Danny DeVito's the big bad. <laughs> hey, man, just throw it out there. We'll, we haven't done End of Days yet, but we'll get there, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. That's fucking hilarious. Oh, shit. So, yeah. No, I... <laughs> fucking penguin what the hell oh my <laughs> lord okay we got okay so <laughs> let, i think this is a good place to stop i mean we've gone on for a while but also like i don't know about you man but every i think maybe every other episode we start talking about how like oh fuck i had nothing planned this is the one where we're gonna <laughs> finally crash and burn we finally fucked it up and we couldn't re, uh we couldn't improv anything decent and as we're talking through this and we're kind of going around in circles, I kept thinking like, red alert, red alert. Oh my God, we're going down in flames. Like this is the one, like, <laughs> fuck, we're lost, you know? And I was feeling bad. Like, sorry, listeners, like we're going to talk about this again, I guess for you know another half an hour while we try to figure something out. But we got there in the end. And I think we did. I'm really actually excited about where we ended up. It, it took us a while to put the pieces together, but now I, I would totally love to see this movie you know, with fucking, right. you know, kindergarten cop and Tasker versus the penguin. Like this would be <laughs> awesome. You know, <laughs> it's like, but there it's them versus the penguin, but with John matrix and yeah. Dutch Schaefer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh my god. And oh, fucking yeah. Julius. And how great would it be if they were fighting like the penguins weird like circus freaks, you know? <laughs> like Oh god, yeah. Like they just like invade this uh they invade this underground facility. Like they just come running like screaming down hallways and like, you know, popping Matrix out and, of vents and shit. Exactly. And Matrix and Dutch are just popping off one-liners and taking them down with, you know, like their pocket knives, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> We have to have a scene where the the penguins with the rockets actually oh, yeah. all come running in just so we can have like an Arnie booting penguins <laughs> just drop kicking penguins across the room <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh, that is shit. awesome Woo. okay oh, we did it funny. we got there and <laughs> like okay I'm wiping my forehead like okay shit we pulled this one off like maybe not the best episode but we got there and we got the penguin in the mix so I'm happy I'm happy about that I'm happy about yeah. that alone we got we <laughs> Um, so yeah, whoo, this was, this was a weird one, but I'm happy with it anyway. We pulled it out at the, at the end, we pulled the nose up as the ship was going down. <laughs> uh, definitely excited about where we ended up. Another, I think, successful Arniverse installment. What about you? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think that this was definitely one of the harder ones, uh, only because after watching all three movies, I was struggling. I was sitting there. Like mm -hmm. I said, the only through line I could see was uh, Kimball talking about how he, he, you know, he's a cop. He only, you know, only knows how to be a cop, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And I got and I got to thinking about how many times has Arnold played a cop or a detective or a soldier, some type of like, you know, badass profession where he's going to be like shooting fucking fools, you know, and I'm like, mm -hmm. huh. What if and then play, you know, play up the twins program like we discussed in, in the uh, the first Arnie verse episode. And that's like maybe they all have some kind of programming that they're meant to do. The That was all I had. That was all mm -hmm. I could come up with 
uh, at the start without like, you know, like I had no end game in sight. Normally yeah. I have like at least some idea of an ending. Like when, when you, me and Sam got together for, uh, you know, the, the new return of the living dead sequel, um, I, you know, like I had at least that final scene in my mind. I didn't know how we were going to yeah. get there, but I knew what the final scene was going to be. And then same thing with like short circuit, as we started talking, like I realized the final scene, like in the first 10 minutes of, of the episode, it's like, if we have a final scene, it's easy to work toward it with this. There was no final scene. So like yeah. the fact that the fucking penguin got involved <laughs> is hilarious to me. Yeah, me too. And like, I don't usually work off of a final scene. Like if I'm writing a story, you know, deliberately. Yeah. You got to know where you're going to go and you got to work the ending out. But when we come to do these improvs, I just love to riff off of a really great elevator pitch. And I think the mistake that we made was just assuming that we could repeat the success of the first two Arnie verses. But I think that those had much better mashup possibilities. These characters were too similar. And I think that's the mistake we made. Like yeah. the next, the next obvious one would be, you know, total recall and running man, right. It would be great. Right. And, What's his name? The Butcher of Bakersfield. That's the only name I ever remember. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and those ones make sense because like, oh, they're both in the future and they're like tough guys, except we probably shouldn't do that because we're going to end up in the same boat we were into today where it's like, yeah, cool. They team up and they fight some aliens on Mars, I guess. Like, I don't know. Like, what do right. they do? Like, we need something more interesting than that. Like, we got to, you know, it can't just be like G.I. Joe versus G.I. Joe. It's got to be like G.I. Joe versus Cabbage Patch Doll. Like we got to mix up the <laughs> mix up the properties. You know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> and I think well, that's what we need to think about next time when we come back for Arniverse Four. And, and that's the thing. If we look at the the Arniverse films that we've already tied together, so we've already tied together uh, Predator, Commando, Terminator, Last Action Hero, Conan, Twins, and now Kindergarten Cop and True Lies. Mm -hmm. um, we still would need to include, or maybe not need to include, but other options. Mm -hmm. uh, we know Hercules in New York, we could tie that into the magic shit with Conan and Last Action Hero. That fits. We don't even really need to tie that in. We could just say that's where it goes. Yep. Um, but we also have Raw Deal, Red Heat, The Running Man, Total Recall, Junior, Eraser, End of Days, The Sixth Day, Collateral Damage, The Last Stand, and Jingle All the Way. Now, there are other movies beside those, but those are the ones that I was like, okay, those are, you know, actiony mm -hmm. kind of fit the fit the mold. And I think the the three outliers that are going to be really fucking hard are end of days, jingle all the way and junior. Now that we've now that we've involved Danny DeVito, though, junior would make more sense. Yeah, I agree. And real quick, I'll just say the only thing that I had really coming to this was some other variant. And I, you know, I had mentioned Jamie Lee Curtis or, you know, I didn't even think about Danny DeVito, which is the obvious choice, like just the other twin, you know, I'm like, <laughs> right. duh, like, I don't know why I didn't think about that. That was my only idea was like, well, ha, ha there's more clones, but it's not Julius, you know, and mm. thinking we could just riff on that. But you're right. Now that we brought in Danny DeVito, I almost think that Junior is a given. Like, I haven't seen the movie in a long time, mm -hmm. but I almost don't want to now because it's like, OK, yeah they team up again to have like a baby and it's some kind of another genetically engineered baby that like the government secretly wanted them to do. And it's like, okay, yeah, like there's gotta be some way to mash that up with some other crazy thing. Otherwise I, it's, I almost don't think it's interesting at this right. point. Whereas Batman and Robin now fits because the penguin. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> Fucking and, Mr. Freeze. 
And I was almost just going to say, fuck end of days or wait till the end or find some way to shoehorn it in. You mentioned Satan. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Maybe that's the next place to go. Like we've done the government conspiracy thing, the alien invasion thing, all the action movie tropes. Like what if we went like supernatural paranormal for the next universe, like end of days plus something else. Like we'll find something else in the <laughs> filmography that would make sense to maybe like the sixth day maybe which is another clone thing but like maybe there's some other movie that we can find that would make sense to mash up with the supernatural and that would right. be fun you know that's pretty fucking rad yeah and by the way conan has to be in the secret government facility with dutch and matrix and the rest of them but i want him like dressed in like modern like tough guy clothes but like he doesn't get it so he looks like a professional wrestler from the 80s <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, we we kind of did that in the episode where it's like they dressed him up, but he was just like this fucking, you know, he stood out like a sore thumb. So, of course, he would. That's his fashion sense. Yes. Back then, he was like he was like the pimp Conan from the Marvel comics. Yeah. yeah I, I just picture him wearing like those those crazy pants with, you know, they're like pajamas with like the tiger stripes on. Them. What do they call those things? You know, yeah. with like, oh, like fucking Zubas. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. With like some like big giant like neon like Venetian shade glasses, you know, like <laughs> he's fucking looking like the ultimate warrior up in this that, piece. Like. That's, yes, that's exactly what it is. And he's just standing in the corner with like the sword on his back, just not saying nothing, but like there's no one standing close to him, you know, <laughs> <laughs> looking like he's out of some 80s music video. <laughs> just slowly nodding when Julius says something. Like, mm. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that'd be so fun. Yeah, so we definitely got somewhere cool. We'll see where we go next time. We'll have to talk about it offline. I definitely think we need to go wild with the next one. Especially yeah. that this one ended and the struggle that we had. But hey, that's what happens sometimes when you improv stuff. Sometimes, like, shit just falls flat. You know, you're, yeah. you throw out a cool idea and you think, oh, man, this is going to be so good. And, and, like, we just fumble it. And, but like I said, we saved it at the end. I'm happy with where we went. I think the next one will be fun. Um, I'm really looking forward to some other episode ideas that we have coming up after this that I think will be much more in our wheelhouse and it'll be a lot mm -hmm. more fun. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the next one. I won't spoil it here for what it is. But really the next two I think are going to be a ton of fun uh, and probably really funny. Definitely at least one of them is going to make us sweat a lot, but hopefully that'll be entertaining. <laughs> it, it's going to get fucking weird, man. <laughs> it definitely is. So anyway, thanks everyone for tuning into the Raised by Rentals program and listening to us ramble our way through to eventually finding the golden nugget in the pile of shit that we <laughs> heaped on ourselves. Uh, if you like this episode, there's plenty more in the back catalog. Go check out the other episodes that we mentioned, the Arniverse and everything else that we've got. Also, you know, check us out at the Rad Pantheon, a super team up of podcasters, artists, musicians, etc. Uh, it's like an art collective, a bunch of cool, creative friends, and we're just supporting each other, letting the world know about rad stuff. So if you like this show, there's definitely something in the Rad Pantheon that you're going to like. Like the other podcasts that you do, Mike, what are those? Ah, uh, well, The Boogeyman's Closet, where we uh, it's a weekly discussion about horror films. Uh, we are wrapping up our month of uh, Wrong Place, Wrong Time movies, and we are kicking off our month of unnecessary sequels. So not necessarily bad movies, but unnecessary movies. So that I'm looking forward to. Uh, and then, of course, there's Count Creepyhead's Saturday Morning Monster Mash, where three grown man children talk about toys and bitch about pop culture. 
always a good time, always a good time. And even though I haven't been posting that much lately, my personal life has been really getting in the way. I won't get into it right now, but I've had a family reunion at my house with more than a dozen people for the last like two weeks, and things have been nuts. Plus, it's the summer, my kids are off, but Comics Boost, just spell that with an X, Comics Boost on Instagram. I still try to post cool crowdfunding comic book projects there as often as I can. There's a bunch of really cool ones that are just getting up on Kickstarter now and coming up later in the summer as well. So I'm hoping to ramp that back up and show you guys some really, really cool projects that are coming down the pipe. But with that, we'll sign off here. Thanks once again for tuning in. If you had fun, let us know what you think. Visit us on the socials. Drop us a line. Leave a comment. Tell us what you think we should improv, improve next time. And with that, I'm Josh. I'm Mike. And we have to return some videotapes. Raised by Rentals is a member of the Rad Pantheon Network. Visit radpantheon.com to support Rad Stuff. The theme music is Forbidden Fruit by Velvet Bethany. You can purchase music and learn more at velvetbethany.com. Mm-hmm.